<laughs> All right. <laughs> the Four Horsemen. What you have here is the Four Horsemen, united, live and exciting color. Um, not those Four Horsemen. These Four Horsemen discuss theology from different viewpoints, different perspectives, as we show people how to have discussions without turning into a keyboard warrior. Are you stupid? Now, here's Dennis Thurman, Adam Black, Benjamin Kerfman, and Derek McCarson, the Four Horsemen. Welcome to the Four Horsemen podcast. I am your host, Benjamin Kerfman, and I am joined again by the Reverend Adam Black. We are here in the hood of West Asheville, in the the hipster uh, part of town at Westwood Baptist Church. We are going to talk about Halloween or the Christian version Reformation Day. Or and Fall so, Festival Day. Yeah, Fall Festival <laughs> Harvest, also known as Samhain, the pagan solstice festival, which was also celebrated here in Asheville. Amen. We want to talk a little bit about this. Part of the reason why is because Adam is more pagan than I am. Amen. And and also, you know, this is something that, I mean, you got to do a Halloween episode. Everybody wants to know. What is Halloween about? Is it a sin if I do it? If I call it a fall festival at church, is it more spiritual? <laughs> On and the Saturday before. And then, and then, of course, the question, what is Reformation Day? Because they don't know anything about church history. So we're going to talk about some of that stuff. <laughs> so let's, let's kind of jump in there with that first thing. So when we say Halloween, like, what is that? Or what is it to you, Adam? Like, what's your experience or... How would you explain Halloween? Say somebody came over from another country and said, what is Halloween? How would you explain Halloween that? is a day in which you dress up as your favorite superhero or something other than yourself, and you get candy. A woman? Yes. Today I feel <laughs> in, like in Asheville. Up. Yeah, in Asheville. That's an everyday thing. <laughs> right. It's not a, a once-a-day thing. But uh, but no, that's what Halloween's always been. I mean, yeah, you've got the, the ghost stories and, you know, holy ghost stories. There's your sermon series for starting next week. But that's the way I'm always... by the Savior. <laughs> <laughs> we can do a whole thing. Oh, my. Anyway, um, but that's what it's always been to me. And and it's funny because it's only been in the last three or four years that I, I realized that it was, quote, unquote, controversial. Really, since I've been in ministry. Because I've never thought of it as, you know, oh, I'm worshiping, worshiping Satan tonight as I dress up as my favorite superhero and get candy. Right. But, uh, but that's the way I've always I've always viewed it. Yeah, so like for me when I was growing up, it wasn't really a big deal either. Like I mean, we went trick or treating, right? Wore costumes and like did the whole deal. And I I didn't as a kid. I mean, I didn't associate it with like evil or anything like that because in my family we didn't do that. And so it's like you know you go to Walmart and you see like the creepy costumes and stuff. But like we never did that stuff in my family. I never watched horror movies or anything like that. So it was pretty like clean, you know. And and like you said, it's it, it never really occurred to me like oh this is satanic or something. It was just like. <laughs> Oh, I'm wearing a costume and going and getting candy right. at church or whatever. Right. Now, of course, when when I was a teenager, that's when like all the Hell House, Judgment House oh, things yeah. were cool. Which is a terrible um, idea. Sorry which, to which, hey, I'm just saying, I went to one that was too much. Well, when I mean, I went to one. It was like it was traumatic. The stuff that they were doing, and I was like, this is not like no person, Christian or not, should witness this. When you're trying to literally scare the hell out of people, it's not. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I mean, seriously. I mean, but no, I mean, that's really what it is. It's yeah. Like they're, they're trying to, you know, this is what hell is and we don't want you going here and hell's, you know, well, right. and, it, and it's probably way worse than what well, it no, is. Well, no, like, like I, so I went to this one when I was a kid 
uh, I was like a probably like middle school maybe something like that. And you know they usually have the ones. It's like it's like a story. You know, right. like here's little Johnny and had little, a car wreck. And- right. Yeah. You know, and then he ends up. You have to see hell and heaven, and then you sign a card saying that you accepted <laughs> Jesus. Because who wants? But to it's to like hell? yeah, exactly. I mean, I can remember one where, like, they had a car wreck, and it looked legit. They had a literal wrecked car wrapped around a tree in the churchyard. Wow. And, like, bodies hanging out <laughs> of it and stuff. I mean, it was, like, the real deal. And But but the thing that I remember that creeped me out the most is they did one that was a uh, – you went into this one room, and it was a, a satanic ritual that they were doing. So, like, all of the – all the walls and stuff are covered with black trash bags, Okay. And there's this table in the middle, and there's, like, this teenage girl from the youth group that they're, like, trying to sacrifice on the table. What? Okay, so I, I kid you not, dude. I kid you not. So we're sitting, we're, we're, and we're sitting on the edge, okay? And while we're in there, this girl's, like, strapped to the table, and they've got this knife like they're trying to kill her. And you don't realize it when you walk in, but there's all these people dressed up in black up against the walls with the trash bags that while all this is going on, there's, like, strobe lights going off, and people start coming out of the walls. <laughs> Like trying to grab you and stuff, and I'm like, I'm like, this is like, I don't traumatic. want to do this. Where do I sign a card to get out? Of yeah, here? exactly. Be like, man, I'll get saved right now. Let's go. Give me my hot dog. You know, like, come on. At the pizza blast. And uh, and and then there's another one where it's like, you know, there's this kid sitting there with a gun, and they're like committing suicide or whatever. And it's like, you know what? I don't even remember any of the gospel stuff from that. You don't remember heaven. All I remember, all I remember is don't be involved in the occult, or people are going to come out of the walls and cut your throat. I just remember you know heaven I mean? always like, being walking in there, and like it was funny because the one we I used thought I was going to have an asthma attack in heaven. <laughs> The funny, the funny thing about the one we used to go to, I'm not naming the name of the church. Um, the one we used to go to, it was always funny because we walked in hell, and they were always playing like really, actually, Lord forgive me, they was always playing like really good metal, you know, like heavy metal music, <laughs> or like Metallica or ACDC, like how in hell, I mean, not that I, anyway. So then you go like, you're in the music, you're like, yeah, the music's good, and, but they're trying to scare you. But then you go to heaven, and it's like the gates are singing, and I was like, <laughs> The concert's better in hell than in heaven. Like, I don't know, I mean, but, but that's Why's the devil getting all the good music? <laughs> yeah, I mean, and then you have the angels like super corny, and you're like, ah, oh, man, this is... Uh, but anyway, the Judgment House idea, listen, if you do it, I think one of the things I think now looking at it, like you said, do you pass through hell to get to heaven? You know what I'm saying? I mean, I get Only the, if you're Catholic. Right, amen. Well, maybe... Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, and to be fair for my Catholic friends that may be listening, I understand that hell and purgatory are different, but I'm still allowed to make fun of it because it's not in the Bible. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> we believe the Bible's God's word and not tradition. But anyway, but that's, that's the thing about the Halloween with, with the judgment houses and things of that nature. But, um, so I would, so I was reading some on the history of Halloween and I mean, we could do, I could spend an hour just talking about kind of where all this came from, but you know, the big objection has been in the American, for American Christians of, you know, Halloween is a pagan holiday and the Catholic church just like took that over just like they did with Christmas and all this other kind of stuff. There's probably some truth to that. Technically it's all Hallows Eve. Some of, some people who are in higher church traditions that use a liturgical calendar, they have All Hallows Tide, which is like these like three days of celebration, remembering the martyrs and stuff like that, which is cool. But the reality is, is you know, there's pagan roots, you know, Celtic stuff like that. 
and in Ireland and Europe and, and places like that, there's these traditions of, you know, people dress up like evil spirits to try to scare them off. And then they go around and play tricks on people and people give them treats in order to keep them away. And it's like this tradition of keeping evil spirits out. And so that's where things like trick or treating come from and bobbing for apples and, you know, all this other kind of stuff. A lot of that stuff has pagan roots at it. You can go look it up on Wikipedia, the most reliable source on the internet. Um, to see about that. What is Halloween? Well, in America in 2018, is Halloween a Christian holiday? No, it's not. Not in the cultural sense. Now, like I said, in your your church tradition, you may have special worship services or things like that. And in that sense, that stuff could be Christian, obviously. But in the cultural sense of like, you know, you're not going going to Walmart and seeing a bunch of Michael the Archangel costumes (laughs) on clearance at Walmart. You know what I mean? You're seeing, you know, (laughs) the devils and werewolves and, you know, all kinds of stuff and some superheroes and stuff like that for the evangelic fish out there. And is it necessarily a pagan holiday? Well, I think just because something's roots may be pagan doesn't mean that the way that you're using it or celebrating it makes it evil necessarily. For instance, most scholars agree Jesus was not born in December. Right. And a lot of historians would say that that was basically hijacking kind of a pagan festival time for a Christian holiday. At the same time, I'm still going to celebrate Christmas. And for me, it really is about Jesus. And that's what we teach in our family. And that's what we do. And we use it as an opportunity at church and otherwise for the gospel. And so is Christmas pagan? Well, in the way that we're using it, no. Historically, does it have some connections? Yeah, maybe it does. But it's a fallacy to say that just because something started out wrong, that that means that it's wrong now. Exactly. Yeah, and, and that's always kind of been my my thing because I've had some discussions with people who won't even have Christmas trees in their house and, and, and things of that nature. I've known several people I've done that, that way. Yeah, and, uh, and and even with Halloween, they won't do Halloween or, or support churches that do Halloween and things of that nature. My, my whole thing is, and I was trying to look today and I couldn't find one, but like if you were to ask a poll of what is Halloween to people, I'd say 99.9% of people would say, it's time to party with your friends, let's just be honest, and dress up and get candy. I, I think there's such a small percentage of people that would say, oh, the history is this and this and this. Right. And maybe that's growing a little bit. So I think when people was like, well, it's a pagan holiday and I'm not, well, that, that's not what it is to me. It's not, uh, it's not what it is to me. Like you said, if the roots are something, that doesn't mean that's what it is to me. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, like Easter, right. Like people make that argument, you know, well, Easter is, I celebrate Jesus resurrection, you know, whether it happened in March or April, we don't know. But it's it's a matter of I mean you could take that as you know some pagan holiday as well, right? Um, and so the people who will try to argue you know well the church shouldn't be participating in that or or I'm not going to turn I'm going to turn my house light off and and I'm not going to do this and that <laughs> you know um, you got to understand that the society says hey this night we'll go to the church and hang out at the church. We had a trunk or treat last year that we just threw together real quick. We had over 500 people on our campus, and that was with any, without any. We got to know people. We got to pray with people. Um, we got to know people's names. We got to build some relationships with the community. Then when we did our movie nights, some of those same people come back, got to meet them. And so we're really promoting it this year um, because it, it we need to leverage 
everything we can do for the gospel. I really believe that. And I know people, you know, they, they take a hard stance on it, but having a fall festival on a Saturday <laughs> to try to avoid it, I, I think. Yeah, as long as it's not on Halloween, it's spiritual. Yeah. I, I, and, and and this is something that I would actually agree with you on, and I'm not the biggest <laughs> one for like all events and everything, but, but I mainly reserve that for Sunday morning worship. You know, I'm not doing a trunk or treat during Sunday school on Sunday morning. Right. But I agree with you that, you know, anytime we have a chance, I think Sunday morning worship is, is for worship. But anytime outside of that, if you have a chance to preach the gospel, preach the gospel, whether that's at the gas station pumping gas or whether it's in the parking lot doing a trunk or treat, whatever it is. Right. And the reality is, is like, okay, historically our, did kids used to dress up like evil spirits and go get candy from people to, to represent scaring off evil spirits? Yeah. But like you said, how many of the kids that are coming there dressed up like Power Rangers, <laughs> you know, are doing that because they're like, I'm trying to scare away the devil's Power Rangers. You know, give me some <laughs> give me some candy. You know, most of them, they just don't associate it with that no. at all. And uh, it's the same thing, like you said, with a Christmas tree. You know, I don't really like the idea of a Christmas tree. But for most people, they're not saying, hey, we have a Christmas tree in our house because we're animist and we worship the evergreen. And that's why we put presents under it as sacrifices to the, to the everlasting evergreen God. You know, most Christians I know aren't doing that. They're just saying it's pretty and it brings up precious memories. Right. And we're going to celebrate giving gifts. I think some of that, like we've talked about before, is kind of a Christian liberty thing. Like, I'm not going to bind anybody's conscience. If they say, hey, you know what? I just really don't feel comfortable having a Christmas tree in my house, or I really don't feel comfortable taking my kids trick-or-treating. I'm like, man, I respect that. That's fine. You know, you got to honor the Lord. you got to follow your conscience, obey the Holy Spirit's work in your life. But at the same time, if I take my kids trick-or-treating next Wednesday somewhere... Westwood Baptist Church, six thirty to eight thirty. <laughs> I don't think you know. I don't. I don't think that I'm in sin. I don't think I'm promoting paganism. No. I'm not encouraging my children to participate in wickedness. I'm not endorsing anybody else that is involved in wickedness. The reality is, there's pagans every single week in Asheville that get together and pray against churches by name. Absolutely. So just because I'm worshiping at the same time that they're doing their prayers doesn't mean I have any connection or endorsement with the activity that they're doing. Yeah, I mean, in, in the other the other part of this. And you were talking about going against people's conscience. A very good friend of mine dabbled in pagan religions. And so he avoids it for those very reasons. And and that is understandable. But when I've I've had people, you know, Halloween is such a dark and evil night. And and that's when you just feel evil, which I've never, again. It's like like, people aren't evil, they're drunk. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, (laughs) look, I want some candy, you know. And and listen, if you're going to give out candy, don't get cheap candy. What I mean is they're not necessarily practicing witchcraft. They are evil, (laughs) but but, everybody's evil. But when people was like, oh, Halloween, it's a dark night and it's celebrating evil. So let me just read a scripture. You are the, uh, wait a minute, where did it go? You are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket. So don't turn your light out on a night when people actually are coming to your house and will come to your church right. and will come to. Don't turn your light out. That's a time to be a light in the darkness. Yeah. Um, be all things, all people. And and I think that, again, you've got to leverage it all. And even if you say, well, today's the day for the devil. How bad is it going to take him off if you're promoting Jesus in a name right. supposedly for him, which most people, again, will not associate with? And I would even argue, especially for us, like if we didn't do that, you know, we're, we're trying to um, 
be more present in our community because we haven't been. And so we're trying to be more present. So by doing these things, people know we're open and we're available and, and things of that nature. And so, yeah, I mean, again, if, if it's a, the Christian liberty, I think you nailed it. I think that's where this falls under. And so if you are convicted not to do any of that, then, then obviously, um, you need to not do it, but, but don't try to get righteous about, you know, well, we're not going to do it on Halloween. We're not going to do anything on Halloween. We're not going to celebrate. We're going to have Bible study on it. <laughs> and there's a problem with that as well. But, so uh, you're saying that a fall festival is not more spiritual than a trunk <laughs> retreat? And listen, and I understand some people, it's a scheduling issue. I get that. But to, to name it a fall festival or a harvest festival or and, and to avoid... If you're trying to avoid Halloween or avoid trunk, man, it is all spade to spade. It's still a pig or whatever. You, right. But um, but yeah, that's that's my my thing on the Halloween thing, man. Leverage it for the gospel because again, of all the things we've done here since I've been here, we had 500 people come onto our campus and are willing to talk to people. Mm-hmm. How many times a year do you have that? Hardly none, especially where we're at. I would say leverage the gospel. And those of you who are doing it, man, I'm praying for you guys, and I pray that God will use it in a, in a mighty way. I want to ask you a question, though. All right. Random, what was the craziest thing you ever dressed up as? Oh, goodness. I've already got mine in my head. Okay, how do you define crazy? Are we talking no, like, what, like what, stupid, or are we talking any of the above. just weird? Any, any of the above. I can tell you what mine was, and it's funny now that I'm what I am. Probably one of the most awkward ones was one year my wife dressed our whole family up as a s'more and so my daughters were these little marshmallows with flames on them and then my sons were like chocolate bars and my wife and i were like graham crackers and i mean it was cool for like a homeschool family you know because um, we were a typical family no, no no hate no hate but i'm like if you're wanting to do the matching costume thing like it, it was cool but it was it was kind of awkward i I don't know that I'm going to be a graham cracker again in the future. <laughs> and so this year she's trying she's trying to talk us into being like Pokemon or something because we got to catch them all because we got like enough kids to represent every Pokemon. <laughs> and apparently Pokemon are cool now. Huh. So I, they were cool when I was a kid, but my kids are like super into them now. Wow. So, you know, some of you are going to be like, how is, how is he uh, reformed and, and talks about Pokemon? Because that's just worldliness. But oh, well. Christian, Christian Liberty. Amen. Probably be a My Little Pony this year. No, that's what my daughter's Bro- It's nope. it, I, it would be a brony, actually. Yes. There's no, a the community craziest- of men. Uh, <laughs> not that I'm a part of it. <laughs> I'm yes, just saying. Are, I'm just saying it might be on one of my kids' playlists on Spotify. So, um, the craziest thing I ever dressed up as is I don't know what we were thinking. I don't know what I was thinking. But I had a Mr. Potato Head head. I don't. I don't know why. But I had a Mr. Potato Head head, and I was a Mr. Potato Head preacher. Wore a suit and tie with my Mr. Potato Head and carried the Bible. And now, so take that, you holy roll. Now, my brother, my younger brother, he is serious about some costumes. He's a little bit younger than I am, and he's got some buddies that every year they go to these big parties, you know, where they have these, uh, you know, costume contests for like adults or whatever. They're like the real deal. One year, him and all of his friends did like a fast food character theme. So they were all a fast food character. So he was Jack in the Box (laughs) and had like a legit like Jack in the Box head with the suit and everything. They had Wendy. They had Ronald McDonald. Yeah. Well, no, I don't think there was any uh, devil worship. There might have been some cheeseburger worship. Amen. But uh, (laughs) 
my heart sank a little bit the other day when I drove by Jack in the Box near Freeland because we don't have a Jack in the Box near us. And I mean, where can you get a delicious Jumbo Jack and egg rolls in the same order? I mean, Cookout doesn't even have that. So, yeah, no. But yeah, no, I mean, he's, he's serious. He's got a full size Stormtrooper costume. Really? For Star Wars. He's all for he knows pagan what's worship. Up. All for pagan No, I think it's for a door prize, but. <laughs> what's your favorite candy? <laughs> Don't um, listen. That's another thing. Hmm. Don't be cheap. If you're doing a church thing, don't be cheap on your candy. Yes. Don't be Do cheap. it with excellence. Yeah. No candy corn or Smarties. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I don't- uh, Smarties aren't bad. I like Smarties. Don't do the the Dumb uh, the orange and black generic thing. No, nobody knows what flavor that is. Don't do that. Dumb Dumbs are cool. Yeah. But you I'd know. rather have a blow pop. Yeah. That's good. No, like, bit of honey. I don't want that. See, I like bit of honey. Reminds me of my grandma. Oh, <laughs> uh, see, like I'm, I, I don't. No, my 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 old people candy is Werther's. Werther's original. I like some Werther's. Absolutely. Yeah, there was this one neighborhood. You know, there's always like in every city. Oh yeah. There's that rich neighborhood that's got the good stuff. You know, and everybody knows where that is. There was this neighborhood you could get you could get five dollars at some places. Like you, really? Yeah, man. Like if you got there early, there was like this a couple houses. They just like hand out cash. And like, I mean, you'd, you'd have like the whole neighborhood be filled up with people. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> the board gets I'm out. I'm like, yeah. And then, and then, and then the places that give you the full size candy bars. Oh, absolutely. You're like, listen, man, I don't, I don't care if it's got church or Satan on the door. Throw a candy bar at me. I'll pray for you. <laughs> we went to we'll we'll right. Biltmore Forest when, uh, when I was in high school and we went to Annie McDowell, the actress, and she gave us like a full, like chocolate pumpkin. But I will say this, and I don't know if you remember this. We actually used to trick-or-treat down this road because my grandparents just lived over here. And there was a man who gave us, this is no lie, a ketchup packet. What? Fast food ketchup packet. Don't be that guy. Don't go through your fridge wow. getting condiments out of your fridge. Wow. But um, while worshiping the same. Um, right. But, um, but anyway. Yeah, that is kind of evil if you're going to do that yeah. to a kid. Here's a ketchup packet. It looks or like, like blood. Happy change. Halloween. I did get some pocket change, too. Uh, yeah, then you okay. got then you got the whole like people to leave the ball on the, the doorstep right and that's like a test right yeah because you can you can so I, I can make another homeschool joke because like we were a homeschool <laughs> family when you're a homeschooler you spend a lot of time with your kids you're always trying to teach them manners and stuff like that right and they may not do it at home but at least in public sometimes it's awkward how polite and well behaved <laughs> they are you know what I mean and so the funny thing for ours is is like trying to actually get them to take candy. Because we go to a trunk or treat, and they go around, and they'd be like, oh, you want some candy? And they'd hold the bowl out. And my kids would reach in there and pick, like, one piece of candy out. And they'd be like, you, it, you can have some more. It's okay. And they'd grab, like, a whole handful and throw it in there. And my kids are, like, seizing, like, oh, wow, I got, like, six pieces of candy. Because it's like, they know when we go home, like, you're not getting the red dye candy. Uh, you're not getting, you know, any kind of gum that's going to stick on my chair. You know, we're, 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 we're like uh, customs at the Halloween customs <laughs> at the house. And you eat it all. Uh, not all of it. Hey, but uh, hey, yeah, pro tip. Recycle. Pro tip. I've got six kids. Okay, pro tip. If you get any candy that's not orange and black, you can save that and use that for stocking <laughs> stuff for Christmas. And they, and they won't even know. That goes back to the bivocational life. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, that's how I'm able to be bivocational. Low debt and cheap. That's how you do it. 
So that that's your Halloween hack right there. That was worth the whole episode. You get some free stocking stuffers this year. Hey, but listen, those of you who listen to this, obviously you might disagree with us, but I want to know this. Put it in the comment section we post this. What is the craziest costume you ever wore, and what's your favorite candy? Right? Yeah, yeah. Let's let's, let's have a little fun with this one. So um, let's get wrap us up. Go for it. The last thing we need to talk about is uh, why Reformation Day is better than Halloween. Oh, here we go. So. For those who don't know, there was a man named Martin Luther that was kind of a big deal in King? the Protestant Reformation. Have a dream? Uh, no. Oh, okay. This is just Martin Luther. Probably the one that Martin Luther King was named after. Oh, now I know. Um, he was cool before Martin Luther was cool. <laughs> so, Martin Luther was this guy, 1500s. So, October 31st, 1517 is when he nailed his famous 95 thesis to the church door at Wittenberg, Germany. It's considered to be kind of like the beginning of the Protestant Reformation. There were guys before him that were doing stuff. Um, Luther, of course, had an advantage because Gutenberg had invented the printing press. And so when you can actually make copies of the stuff that you're writing, it makes a big difference. And he translated the Bible into language people could read, which kind of messed up Catholicism. Because when you start reading and you're like, where's the Pope? And where's purgatory? And where's indulgences? It kind of makes people upset, and so so he kind of kicked all of that off with his ninety five theses, which was you know specifically some things, some issues that he had with Catholic teaching and and things that they were doing at the time. Historically, a lot of people have observed Reformation Day on October thirty first, which is the same day as Halloween, and so. If you're looking for an alternative, like maybe you're like, hey, you know what? I'm I'm not really comfortable with the trick-or-treating thing. I don't want my kids wearing like scary costumes and stuff. I'm not really down with that. Reformation Day is a way that you can educate your children about their history as believers, as Protestants, and still do some fun activities. If you're nerdy like I am, you know, there's great activities you can do, like pin the beard on the reformer and, <laughs> you know, a Luther's Rose craft and... <laughs> A diet of worms cake. There's all kinds of uh, all kinds of things. By the way, I have really done all of that with my kids. Family. So so we actually did this. So th- this is an idea. And hey, if you're listening to this and you want to know more about this, like hit me up on Facebook, and I'd be glad to help you out. So we actually did a Reformation festival a couple of years ago on October 31st. You can't do it on October 31st because that's the day of Satan. Yeah. Well, uh, Luther said that the devil is God's devil. So. Ooh, uh, <laughs> but if you dress up as Martin Luther, then you still scare the evil spirits away. Amen. There we go. Or uh, Luther said he used to actually chase the devil away with a fart, so that's an option too. But um, I've probably done that. Yeah, that's that fifteen uh, hundred spiritual warfare right there. <laughs> anyway, so so we actually did a Reformation festival, and the way that we used it with our location, we were like, okay, we, like you said, Adam, like there's a lot of people that are going to be driving around looking for something to do with their kids. Like this is a good opportunity. So we actually had dinner. We did like a hot dog dinner. Like everybody comes in, they you know they sign in and all that kind of stuff. They get a hot dog dinner, and then we did like a basically kind of like a tour in our education building. So we had five classes set up, and each one of those rooms was like a important part in the Protestant Reformation. And so we had volunteers where they had some kind of like craft or activity that they did related to that. And then they gave the kids candy. Hmm. And so the way it was is, is in order to get out of the building, you got to kind of walk through the stations. And so like there was like a Bible translation room. And so it had pictures of Luther's German Bible and John Wycliffe's English Bible. And then it had like little sheets where it would have a, a portion of Wycliffe's English Bible. And it would say, hey, can you translate the Bible? Like, can you copy this the way that John Wycliffe did? And the kids have to try to like write. Uh-huh. 
you know, the Bible in uh, Old English or whatever. And then at the end, they get candy. And so they go around. But in the process of doing that, they're also hearing about the gospel of, hey, here's what justification by faith is. And here's. But works um, best to get candy. No, 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 no. The candy, gra- the candy is candy. grace. It's unmerited favor. You, oh, okay. We don't. We already gave you a hot dog. You don't have to get the candy. That's extra. <laughs> and so we had them go through. But by the time they go, went all the way through that, they had heard of like, why is justification by faith alone important? And why did people die to get this message out and to translate the Bible into a language that people could read? And then we gave all of them like a little brochure that had some information about the church and it had the gospel in there of like, here's what the gospel is. Here's what a person has to believe in order to be saved. And then when they go out of the building, we had some inflatables and, you know, all that kind of stuff. But it was cool because we had like over 300 people come through. Almost none of them were like people that we knew or had any connection with the church. They were just driving by and saw, saw something was going on. Yeah, and it's it seemed pretty good. The thing was, is it's like, you know, I don't know. You know, we didn't have like a ton of people join the church after that or whatever. The reality is that's 300 people that heard the gospel that may not have ever heard it right. or may not have heard it that night. Right. You know, and we even had some people come in that were Catholic and were like, <laughs> I just want to see what this is about. And we're like, okay, you know, you might not like it, but come on, hear what it is. We had some people turn around, you know, hey, what is this about? And we told them and they were like... I don't know, you know, and uh, because I like, I just want the free candy or whatever. <laughs> that's an idea that we did. And so that's an example of, of like you said, take, take advantage of the opportunity of, hey, this is still cool. You can still dress up. You know, we had people from church dress up in costumes and stuff like that. And so there, there's ways to, to take advantage of it, make it into something good. And so it's one of those things that's like, if you're not really comfortable with Halloween, then, you know, do something more spiritual and do Reformation Day. Just not on October 3rd. Right. And if you're one of those guys that doesn't think you're really a Protestant, then research some church history and then do Reformation Day because that's where you came from. Like Adam said, don't forget to uh, comment on this or share the episode and tell us what your favorite Reformation Day candy is (laughs) and what your favorite pagan costume is that you wore that you actually wore hey you know what bonus points if you put up pictures if you put up pictures (laughs) we will give you a shout out we'll give you a shout out on the next episode if you put up a picture of you in your ridiculous costume absolutely i'll see if i can find one of me and we put that up there yeah thank you for listening don't forget to subscribe to the podcast share it thank you guys uh, that are giving us feedback talking to us letting people know about the podcast i really appreciate the fact that it's encouraging some people and Hopefully this has helped you navigate this issue a little bit, and we will see you next time. You can continue the conversation online by visiting us on Facebook at facebook.com slash the number four horsemen. Don't forget to tell your friends and enemies about the podcast and be sure to subscribe and review. They look at me funny when I talk like I got a speech impediment. Homie, check my passport. Heaven, I'm a resident. Like a conscious rapper, but do more than bass the president. I see brothers coughing, so I hit them with the medicine. On the other side, they say their grass is greener. Seen the forecast, man, they calling for Katrina. Yeah.